We're all in business for a reason. The problem that so many small business owners have is that they go in 10 million different directions, not really sure which way to go. Listen as your team of experts, Jennifer Glass, Daniel McCrane, and Patricia Rezzatillo, go through what you need in your business to really make it stand out and benefit you. Because it's the bottom line that matters. Welcome to another episode of It's the Bottom Line That Matters podcast, where we are dedicated to your success. On today's program, we're going to be talking about working from home or not in an office environment. There's so many people that are currently looking at the possibility of going back to their offices for people that have been working from home for the last two years due to the COVID pandemic. But now, as we are looking at people going back to work, is that going to put a strain on those of us that are continuing to work from home? Or what if we've always worked from home? What do we do then to make sure that we stay on target, focused, and not disrupted by a lot of things that happen at home? So, Daniel, Patricia, let me bring you guys in here as we look at what we do all three of us have been working from home long before the pandemic started. Let me ask you guys, though, what were some of the things that you did pre-COVID when it wasn't cool yet to be working from home, to be staying on task and focused with what we need to do? For me, it comes down to ruthless time management. <laughs> is I like best... that. Ruthless time management. Yes. Ruthless time yes. management. Uh, yes. So as we're sitting here recording this, I am staring at two timers running on my computer. Not one. Two <laughs> timers. <laughs> one of these timers makes sure that I actually work a full eight hours in my day. Plus, it's also set up to make sure I uh, stand and stretch occasionally as well. Um, but otherwise, I noticed that if I did not have some way to actually keep track of how many hours I'm working in a day, I'm liable not to put in a full day's work. And the other timer that's staring at me right now is a timer that I use for working with clients to make sure that I'm actually putting in time that I say that I'm going to uh, when I'm helping my clients. So for me, I'm serious. It is ruthless time management. <laughs> yes. I like that. But let me ask you on the working with clients, because this is a problem that I personally have. I tell my clients it's an hour, hour and a half appointment. And like this has just happened um, last week. I ended up having for an hour and a half appointment, two hours and 51 minutes Ooh. for an hour and a half appointment. And so that ruthless time management is great. I mean, I've gotten off of an earlier call where if I go back at my notes, I think it was an hour and 58 minutes um, for the first call that I had with him. And the only reason I had gotten off of that was because I had a mastermind session that I was leading 
that I had to jump off that meeting for. And so if I give myself padding, I find that that ruthless time management doesn't necessarily work in terms of what you do because you've got that padding built into your calendar to make sure that you can take care of things. And if you're on that breakthrough, how do you get off of that timing? Yeah, so, but an extra hour and a half padding, Jennifer? Holy cow! <laughs> I give an hour additional padding because sometimes it's just putting the notes down. It's putting, um, if there's action items that I have to get taken care of, sure. getting those action items done so that way before I speak with the clients again, I can do that. But yeah, there was definitely that time where we went over and for the hour session I had the last one, we only went an hour and 12 minutes. So that was a lot better in terms of time management. But when we look, though, at that, I mean, that becomes a different issue. And that's something we're going to want to come back to in a moment. But I want to hear Patricia's hacks for staying on focus, on task, and where we go. Um, so the one that's actually most important for me has been diet. And since I'm sorry, I've, diet? Food, the food that I'm okay. eating. Um, and I found that when I was completely unfocused, like I can't focus on anything, was actually when my blood sugar was really high. Um, I am a diabetic and I am actually now managing it and I have much, much better focus. Which I'm sure it applies to some people. Um, the other big thing that I did was I converted a, a basement bedroom into my office. Because then I can get away from the boys who yammer on and my husband who incessantly talks to me because I'm up there, which means I must not be working. <laughs> so I come downstairs. You mean you're actually working? I know. What a concept. You're not just playing around? I know. What a concept. <laughs> Those have been lifesavers. Yeah, Marriage savers. <laughs> so speaking of personal things, too, I was just thinking um, another thing I do is I don't take personal calls during business hours. <laughs> and same thing, you know, um, occasionally family members think that uh, I'm available because I'm home. So... I'll get phone calls and unless it's my wife um I'll, I'll talk to her during the day but <laughs> but other phone calls if you're not calling on the business line um i'm not taking your call <laughs> and it's good and it's bad <clears throat> in that idea that you don't take personal calls during the day i mean it allows you to stay more focused it allows you to stay more in line with what you're trying to do and going from there. But as you look at <clears throat> sometimes the personal calls that tend to build up over time, that sometimes becomes an issue. And here's a perfect example in that I, before we jumped on this call to record this uh, episode, I had a talk with my insurance company because 
I've been dealing with them for the last four weeks about a prior authorization needed for a medication that they didn't seem to want to approve. And if you don't reach them before 6 p.m., they're closed. And whenever you're dealing with an insurance company, you're talking with someone and it's not exactly the quickest phone call. You know, you're sitting on hold. You're waiting for them to do what they're doing. You're waiting for them to actually answer the call because you're in queue somewhere. Who knows exactly where you are in queue? And so as you're dealing with the insurance companies, you're trying to really figure out, well, what do I do? And so that becomes a mountain if you had to deal with it on another day. Whereas if you deal with it as it comes up sometimes or you specifically block out time to address those needs, that then allows you when you have those instances that you need to address those personal issues to prevent them from becoming a mountain and deal with it as a molehill when it's going to be a lot easier to address. And so I like the idea of vigorous time management and really sticking to this is what I'm doing, but sometimes needing to do those things becomes even more important. And so for those that are listening, think about what those major, major, major issues are that you need to address. Yes, if a family member is calling and all they want to do is chit-chat, and sometimes I have a friend who wants to just chit-chat as he's driving to an appointment, and I know very often that's when he's calling me. And so I will text him. I'll call him back at a time that's more convenient for me as well uh, if it's just to chit-chat. But as we're looking, though, at going from there, though, other than time management, what are some of the ways to work from home, especially now that a lot of our acquaintances and friends are going to be going back to an actual office environment. And so there's going to be that lack of people working from home still idea. What are some of the other things that we can do? I mean, have you guys gone to the coffee store just to get out of the house or gone to a hotel lobby just to get out of the house and get stuff done with what you are doing? I haven't. Uh, no, I haven't either. <laughs> but then I'm kind of rural anyway, like really rural. And even town is, you know, rural. Um, no. Yeah, my desk setup is so much more efficient. Um, <laughs> I, I can think better here. I can get so much more done. And, you know, I... I'm intrigued by that idea of maybe going to a, a hotel lobby or something. That, that might be a possibility. Um, but there's one coffee shop in particular. Um, I would say it used to be voted the best coffee shop to do business here in town. Uh, but lately, I personally do not feel that way. It's also very close to a local university. And it gets overrun by college students. If you are not done with your meeting by 10 a.m. in the morning, then uh, it's too noisy. It. I bet they they crowd in there, and it's 
one student per table on their laptop with their earbuds in with their study materials spread all over the table and you cannot find a place to sit and they are there for hours in my opinion poor coffee shop and sure they only buy a cup of tea and then sip on it for eight hours while they're there but anyway I'm owners grumbling about, about it too <laughs> <laughs> the owner's grumbling about that too he wants turnover he wants people to come and eat and go exactly. away <laughs> oh absolutely and i've had many a meeting in various coffee shops around the area um not only individual locations, but larger fast food chains as well, um, where I've sat down and met with people. And in my town also, there's a major university, and there's a lot of um, people that, again, here in the New York metro region, we're known for our coffee, coffee houses, right? I mean, there's a certain brand that, is very well known that it used to be joked that in the New York City region, every other corner had one of these stores. Yes. And so you were able to easily get to any one of them. But one of the things that I've done, and you know, in my town there's a hotel that's connected to a business complex, and the atrium area there, is great sometimes when you just need to get away from your home environment. And sometimes the issue really is just stress, right? You run your own business. There is going to be natural stress from what we're dealing with. It's been a good day. It's been a bad day. It's been a bad week. It's been a bad month. And sometimes you just need to clear your head. I've gone to this atrium several times and I've done a lot of my writing there. I've had meetings with people there. And I like sitting in front of the waterfall that they have in this atrium. Because it happens to be, if you just look up from your screen a little bit, it's a lot more relaxing than sitting in an office. I mean, my office, I look out, I've got um, in the spring and summer, there's beautiful trees that are right outside my window. In the winter, it's not so great. You know, it's a <laughs> lot of dead trees. And I see a whole bunch of squirrels. Oh, look, squirrel. And it keeps going. And it's nice, you know, but I also see a lot of nature in the trees, whether it's winter or the other seasons when there's actual leaves on the trees. But if you're in a room where there isn't a window, or if your desk doesn't face a window, then you're going to be dealing with a lot more of those, well, I'm stuck and I need to get away and I need to see something different. And so sometimes it actually helps. Here's where it's not good though that I found when you're trying to record videos. Because the noise from everybody walking back and forth in the hall kind of echoes interrupts and reverberates. The, and uh, right it gets picked up by the microphone. And so I've learned not to actually record videos in the atrium unless I'm there really, really early in the morning or late in the day, because then it's a little quieter. But otherwise, because it is a lobby after all for an office complex, people are going back and forth. They're getting their coffee because there is, by the way, 
that Shane happened to be <laughs> in this complex too. Um, they opened up, I think like six years ago now, um, they opened up in that uh, location. And so there's a lot of people that are going back and forth to the restaurant and the hotel or to that coffee shop. And so you run those instances, but that's one of the hacks that I used in the past in terms of going out. And again, this is pre COVID just that way I can get out and get a change of scenery sometimes. But what are the other tools though, that you use in a work from home environment? So Daniel, you mentioned timers to make sure you're keeping track on what you're doing Make sure you're getting up and walking. I have my um, my Fitbit that reminds me to do that every hour as well to get up and move. But what are some of the other things that you guys use as tools to help you in your work from home environment? <laughs> I have a cardboard box. <laughs> No, I've got a cat and he's kind of young. He's about six months old now and he'll come down and sometimes he's just rampaging around and he's just all over me. So then I have to take him up to the babysitter and other times he will actually crawl in his box and cuddle up and go to sleep. You give him the box so that he's got this option. (laughs) And that's a Great tool for Salem, your cat, to be able to have that, you know, so that's good. Um, What other tools, though, are you using? I mean, for those of you that uh, have not seen any of our video recordings, you don't see Patricia has a nice brick wall background behind her. That's a tool that you use in your business. It is. Um, So... Are there other tools, though, that you're using in your business that are really helping you in that WFH working from home environment? My Google Calendar actually is a really important tool because if it doesn't get on the calendar, then it isn't going to happen because I won't remember it and something else will get scheduled on top of it. Absolutely. Calendars are extremely important. And it's also the Calendly integration into your calendar is another tool that I know both you and Daniel are using. Um, And I've got my own tool from Book Like a Boss that I use uh, to allow me to have people schedule time in my calendar. Daniel, let me ask you, though, other than the timers, what other tool or tools are you using in your business? Uh, you know, honestly, um, my wife works from home also. Uh, so the two of us together, over the past couple of years while we've been doing this, uh, we've kind of got into a little bit of a rhythm and into a routine. So um, this isn't as important now as it was maybe uh, when we first got started or even uh, before uh, she was working from home too. Um, but I, the physical space is important. Uh, Jennifer, you just mentioned the, um, what do we call that, Patricia, your wall hanging or your tapestry behind you. Uh, um, <laughs> the backdrop. Your Thank curtain. you. <laughs> your backdrop. Well, my backdrop makes yeah. makes sure that people yeah. don't see the garbage that's in, the, you know. 
other sure. rooms in my sure. basement. <laughs> and, and Jennifer, I know that uh, you do have a dedicated room. You can shut the door uh, when you go into your office and you're doing things. Uh, our house is set up in such a way we actually don't have separate rooms uh, that my wife and I can both use as office space. My office space is back here in this corner of the house and uh, we discovered early on that um, because we both make phone calls, we're both on the phone frequently, she had to move to a different corner in a different room of the house because <laughs> we were too close together. Um, but that physical space and how you manage that is really important. Uh, we talked about, never actually got around to doing it, but we talked about how can I hang out some kind of a flag uh, so everyone in the house knows if I'm recording video or recording a podcast uh, with the two of you. Uh, how could I drop a curtain or something like that so everybody knows, um, no, I'm really focused and buckled in. Uh, please do not disturb me right now. So we had conversations like that. Um, it's definitely easier during school. Um, we have only uh, one child in the house right now you know, she's in high school so you know it's not like we have those other distractions of younger kids running around the house as well like some others may have in their house but thinking about your physical space and how you can manage that is also an important consideration and i've definitely had my share of kids coming in and jumping on my lap in front of the screen <laughs> you know, in the middle of uh, certain meetings. My niece actually was even worse. Um, my sister-in-law is a teacher. And during the time when all school was remote, uh, my niece was, you know, two years younger, but she would run in. And for my brother and sister-in-law, they were both uh, in meetings and everybody knew my niece. You know, she would come on, hey, Nikki, you know, and it would just be, oh, she's on at the meeting, too. And for my brother at his big um, investment bank job and my sister-in-law as a teacher, everybody knew that. But, Daniel, one of the other tools that you utilize also is your background in a sense that you've got your musical instruments behind you because you call yourself the maestro or conductor of businesses. And so that also is to your tool as well, even if you wouldn't think about it that way. Sure. Yeah. I definitely use that for my branding and marketing and it's helpful to uh, display some of the instruments and part of my mu music studio and everyone will notice every now and then things change in my background a little bit. And that's because this is a working studio. <laughs> so I move things around sometimes. <laughs> right. Like I'm seeing the, I can't tell if that's a guitar or a bass behind you. Yep. And you've got that. That wasn't there just the last time that we had spoken. So yep. took that out. I was practicing. Uh, <clears throat> one of my trumpets is missing off the shelf behind me because I, uh, we played yesterday and so I haven't put it away. <laughs> I haven't put it back on display yet. <laughs> yeah. And you also have your books on display too, which mm -hmm. is another thing that if you're listening and you have books, try and figure out how you can get it so that it helps build more brand awareness 
expertise, authority, and trust in terms of what you're doing. If you uh, think about what Google is always looking for, Google is looking for ATE, eight. That ATE is authority, trust, and expertise. So the more that you can be displaying in what you're doing, and for those that see what I do in my own uh, meetings, I have my books behind me as well uh, as posters. So that way you actually see my books because it helps to build even more value in terms of what I'm doing and what I'm trying to get done. And so those are additional tools that you have also that you can certainly be looking at. But are there other hard tools that you use? You mentioned the flag to indicate when you're recording. I used to actually put a piece of paper on the doorbell and say, please do not ring the bell because I'm on a live broadcast. And I've gotten to the point where I'm on more live meetings <laughs> than not. So I stopped doing that. Um, I mean, at one point I had just a light up doorbell where I was able to have the piece in my office and it would light up if somebody rang the bell. That was all for like five weeks until the thing died on me. Well, I got what I paid for. Um, <laughs> different story. And so now I've got, you know, that video doorbell. So I at least have an opportunity to see and know what's happening in my phone tells me, oh, I got a ding-dong happening, even if it's not um, ringing. So I know someone's at the door or whatever it is, and I can deal with it. But are there other ideas, other tools that working from home allows you to be better off? Of course, there's Zoom and Microsoft Teams and Google Meet and things along those lines. But are there other things that you use regularly in a work-from-home environment that in the corporate side you wouldn't see as much? Oh, actually, I was thinking of um, bringing a, an idea from corporate to home, Jennifer. Uh, a tool that I use every day is this office chair that I'm sitting in right here. And making sure that your chair and your desk height are ergonomically... Uh, set up so that you're not putting strain on your hips, your low back, your wrists, uh, carpal tunnel syndrome, come on, um, typing on the keyboard or using that mouse every day. Um, mm -hmm. And this is where uh, anybody out there here, I'm going to be maestro of business again. Anybody out there who's ever had piano lessons, when your teacher got after you about, you know, let your wrist fall and feel like you're holding a tennis ball in your hand while you're playing those keys. Yeah. You have to be in that exact same position when you type also. So <laughs> a yeah. lot of desks out there are actually too tall for most people. So if you're setting up some kind of a desk for yourself, there's a very good chance that it's higher than it should be. You need to start from the floor, get your chair where it's supposed to be, and then bring your desk down to where your hands are going to be to uh, properly reach the keyboard. So think about ergonomics when you're working from home. So my challenge is that I'm tall. And... So I got my chair set up so that it was comfortable so that, you know, my feet can sit straight. So then my back can be straight. So then I can get stuff done. Then it's too high for my keyboard. 
So I had my husband take a couple small boxes and tape them together. And I set my keyboard on that. And then it's at the right height. And one of the other things also that, absolutely. One of the other things that I've done is I invested in a standing desk. And so when you've got that, like Daniel was saying, making sure that your body is in alignment, everything, sometimes you just need to stand and not be sitting, especially with the work from home. There's a lot of video calls that we've been on, especially over the last two years, because we're not going and meeting people as much in person. And so that whole idea of you're sitting and staring straight into your computer, if you can actually just be standing instead of sitting, that can make a very big difference as well. And Daniel, you mentioned the office chair. Um, The chair that I use, I first got introduced to at a job that I had many years ago. And I knew with the lumbar support and the neck support and things along those lines, exactly the kind of chair that I wanted. And so when I finally saw it in a way that I was able to get it, I jumped on that opportunity. And of course, looking at the instructions, trying to figure it out to install, it was a whole (laughs) other story. I'll admit, you know, that furniture store that sends everything in the box and you install it yourself. I'm not the one you want installing that because I always end up with way too many extra pieces. You mean there's not supposed to be extra pieces? I mean, uh, I'll share this with you. My uh, standing desk, I still have extra screws. I'm not sure what they're for because there's three holes on both sides that you have to screw in, but there were four screws that came for each part of the thing that you needed to screw in. So I'm not exactly sure what that extra screw was. Extras, I anyway, <laughs> I hope just in case one breaks, you know, because I don't see any other screw holes. And I didn't get instructions with the standing desk, which is a whole other story. I mean, I had to look at this like, all right, what's the box look like? Because there's a picture of the desk on the box. And then putting that together, my son decided he didn't want to help me. See, he walked away. He's like, you're doing fine. (laughs) And he walked away. My son is the one that can put robots together without looking at any kind of instruction. He just puts it together because he's mechanically inclined. Not me. (laughs) He didn't get that from me. I'll tell you that. But when we look, though, at the tools, you mentioned a couple of great ones. The desk, the computer equipment that we use looking at the backup that we have to be paying attention to, right? If you're not backing up your data, you're leaving way too much at risk, right? That is a really key tool that you must be paying attention to. Now, whether you're using free tools like Dropbox on their free plan or you're using OneDrive or you're using plans like that that you have or you're using tools uh, that are specifically created for backing up data. One tool I use, Backblaze, is a really great tool. It does everything behind the scenes. I don't have to think about it. And it allows me to have an automatic um, unlimited upgrade or unlimited storage, I should say, for my computer. So any documents that I create, anything that I need to be uploaded, I upload it into the cloud but I also have a local 
hard drive solution as well, because sometimes you can't wait for the cloud to download your material in the event your computer dies. And you need to be able to just quickly find that thing and then pull it right back in or just set up a new system in such a way that you're going to be able to get in quicker. That's really important because in the corporate world, you've got the IT people taking care of all that for you. In the work from home world, you're your IT people, chief cook and bottle washer, right? (laughs) And you've got to be dealing with everything on your own. And unless, of course, you've got an IT guy who comes in and does everything for you. And by the way, have an IT guy who does a lot for you because you know what you know. You don't know the computer. Yeah. Unless you're an IT person, let the IT guy actually deal with the stuff so that you can focus on what you do. Right? Too many in the work from home people think I have to do everything on my own because I work from home. And they completely ignore key pieces of their business. That's another tool and hack, by the way, you really want to be paying attention to. Right? A lot of us, we're marketers, we're salespeople, we're accountants, we're financial people, whatever it is. But if you're not paying attention to the things that you need to be paying attention to and you're wasting your time Googling, how do I fix this? You're spending too much time not doing what you're supposed to be doing. And that goes back to what Daniel was mentioning in terms of rigorous time management and really keeping on top of what you're trying to do. So are there other ideas that you guys have in terms of what we can possibly be saying that can help. I just wanted to mention something. Standing desks are great. And a lot of people have the treadmill that goes with the standing desk. And that's fabulous. Until you're on a Zoom call. (laughs) (laughs) And you're sitting there bouncing up and down and driving everybody nuts and everybody's too polite to say anything but it's driving them nuts you mean when i'm walking around that i'm driving you nuts if you're standing still on a zoom call i don't care what you're doing if you're standing sitting whatever the bouncing thing drives me nuts i'm also a person that can't stand when a person jigs their leg Oh, yes. I've actually recorded a podcast with someone and he was leaning back and he was shaking. And needless to say, I wasn't able to use that video because it was way too distracting as you're trying to look at what it is that he's doing. And so a lot of that definitely comes into play. But um As we look at other ideas, though, are there other areas where you see hacks, productivity tips that we can share with people? So I've got one, and it kind of goes back to what Daniel was saying about communicating with family. And so everything I do is on my Gmail. So I shared my calendar with my husband. So he can look at it and he can tell that, yes, she's in a meeting. Don't go down there and yak at her. (laughs) I get that occasionally anyway, but, you know, at least he knows what I'm supposed to be doing. And 
what my schedule is in general. That's a good one, Patricia. Um, I've given all my best hacks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any more to add. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, we definitely shared a lot of great hacks and a lot of ideas in terms of what we <clears throat> um, are looking at with how we can possibly <clears throat> help people who are going to continue to be working from home and not in an office environment. <clears throat> Excuse me. And if you are in an office environment, there's still a lot of these tools, a lot of these ideas that are out there that you can certainly be looking at to be making a difference with what you're trying to do and how you make that difference and go from there to really start connecting the dots to being more productive, more successful in what you're doing. So let me just ask you guys, any closing thoughts? It can be done, I guess. I'll say that. <laughs> it can be done. It takes, it takes focus and it takes some discipline and it takes educating the people around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is great in terms of just making sure that people know what you're up to. Have some sort of sign if you need to uh, let people know in your household that you're recording or that you're in a meeting or that it's not interrupted time could be another way to look at it, right? A lot of us get so many different interruptions on a regular basis. How do we make sure that people are not going to continue coming in and interrupting us? It takes, what was it, 40, 45 minutes to get back on task when you're interrupted. And it's really important to be paying attention to that when you're looking at what you're doing so that way you stay on task and focused with where you are. On that note, this has been another episode of It's the Bottom Line That Matters. And until next time, here's to your success. Thanks so much for listening to another amazing episode of It's the Bottom Line That Matters podcast. We're all about helping the small business community grow and reaching as many people as we can. And the algorithms on the podcast programs love reviews. So if you loved what you just heard, consider leaving us a review. And even if you don't, I'm sure you already did, but consider sharing our episodes and our podcast with your friends and colleagues. Sharing is caring and here's to your success. Thanks so much and have a wonderful day. It's the bottom line.